Welcome to the Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, right out of Oklahoma City, hanging out with the Southern Flame, Don McIntyre, joining us from Alabama. And then we got Omar Feliciano from Queens, New York, with the band The Phoenix Within. And you know what? He could, he could possibly be a relative of mine. We don't know. We don't know. We could be cousins. <laughs> we have no idea. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> how 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 many Puerto Ricans do you know? I know you're Honduras also, right? From uh, what, what you say, Honduras, right? And yeah, Puerto yeah. Rican. How many people do you know with that ethnicity that are in rock bands, like in general? Oddly enough. I know one very important one. I only <laughs> I know one very important one. I, for the longest time, uh, the studio I use is Audio Pilot Studio in New Jersey, uh, where I do all my recordings. I mainly work with one producer called Rob Freeman, uh, and the other one was called Dave Dones. Dave okay. Dones. Dave Dones is exactly a Honduran. He his mom was from Honduras and his dad was from Puerto Rico. I would have wow, never known like from you. the name. Yeah, but one day he slept over my house. Uh, and and so like uh I wanted I wanted to eat tortilla with hummus. Don't ask me why I wanted that. So when we when we cook tortillas, we just we don't use a pan or anything. We just throw that shit on the stovetop and just like <laughs> like toast it a little, you know. And so he looked at me cooking the tortilla. And he's like, "Dude, where are you from?" And then I was like, "You know, I'm Puerto Rican." And he's just like, "Oh my god." So am I. Like, <laughs> after working with him for more than like five years, we never knew. I never knew. That's good. The I'm first sorry. thing I, you know, we could have done the whole show like we because you came on extra early. He was here. Like, I came in the room at seven thirty. He was already here. And, uh, talk, and then Don came on. We could already have the whole show and done with it. Just talking about different foods and, and things like that, man. So it's always nice to have a, have a fellow uh, a Puerto Rican, I guess, if you will. On the show, Don, I still love you also. <laughs> so what, what got you into rock music in the first place, Omar? Uh, for me, it was uh, a lot of things, actually. So, like, I grew up in a very, like, spiritual slash religious home. So they were kind of, like, you know, always trying to filter and control what I listened to. And, you know, um, so when I started branching out and actually getting my hands on rock and roll or anything rock related. It just felt liberating. Um, in high school, I had a lot of bands that, you know, local bands in, in the scene. Uh, I had a good friend of mine. His name was Gary Solman. He's the one that showed me how to play guitar. Um, 
So I was very lucky in, in, in that way. You know, uh, there was a, a local band called Out of Luck. They were like a pop, uh, they were a punk band, you know. Um, but then that's, I, I came in listening to that stuff. Like whatever was pop, whatever was on the radio available, uh, I would be listening to it in the nighttime, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> back when you could listen to rock on the radio in the nighttime, 92.3, you know, uh, and all that stuff. So whatever was on the radio, of course, mainstream stuff. And then, you know, when my friend would just introduce me to bands like, you know, Cohen and Cambria, Thrice, uh, oh, yeah. Hot Rod Circuit, Breaking Pangea, all these underground, you know, for me, underground stuff. And I just swallowed it all up. <laughs> did did right. you grow up superstitious at all? Like, was your family superstitious? 125%. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, you're having a bad dream. Here's a cup of water. Don't drink it. Put it underneath your bed. <laughs> It'll trap all the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just, my mom was super, super. See, Don, here's, here's one thing you may not understand, or you may already know this. I don't know. But growing up in Hispanic households, Latino households, especially with, like, our parents, um, you know, my parents are first-generation American, very superstitious, like, open an umbrella in the house. You're going to hell, dude. You're going yeah. straight to hell if you open it in Ass whooping first, and then you're going to hell. Get <laughs> <laughs> your ass to hell. <laughs> I mean, so many things like turning my shoe, even like if my shoe wasn't like on the soles on the ground, if it was slipped over sideways, bad luck. Problems. Problems. You're going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell for and, that. And then other weird shit. Like, let's say you're, you know, you're you're in the kitchen, you're washing stuff, and you and, and you drop your fork. They're like, oh, somebody's coming. Somebody's coming to the house. <laughs> Are your nose itches? Are your uh, ears burned? Your hands or... itchy, money. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Give me the money. Every time my hands itch. Really, it's not maybe not fair to say that it's only a Hispanic thing. It could be a, a cultural thing from just different sure. countries in general, oh, yeah. being first generation American. I don't teach those superstitions to my kids, but sometimes I wonder, was there truth to that? There's not always not one thing. <laughs> You watch sports? Are you a sports fan? You don't do any yeah, little, yeah, I, any yeah, little, I am. You don't do any little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. over the shoulder. We don't. We don't have mirrors facing each other because vortexes. You never know what's real or what's not real. But okay, so the Phoenix Within did start. <laughs> you started it. It was kind of to begin. Is it fair to say that it was? kind of you started the band this was your project that that Absolutely. you uh brought to fruition yeah yeah i i found it i started like the whole conception everything of it uh it started um I, even before that um before i actually decided to do the phoenix within i spent like two years of my life with no music whatsoever so uh i did nothing I sold all my equipment. I had like a Marshall stack, Gibson guitars, got rid of everything. I said, I'm not going to do music anymore. I quit. And so I signed up for college, went to school. <laughs> and uh, in 2012, I couldn't stop writing, man. Like my textbook on the outside borders on the white part, I just had lyrics just going mm-hmm. around, just going around, just going around. And one day when that semester ended, I remember I sat down, I I like flipping the page through the textbook and I'm like, I wrote a lot of shit in here. So I went downstairs across the street. There's a 99 cent store in every block in Queens. So (laughs) I bought like a a marble composition notebook and I started transcribing everything that I wrote over. The book filled up 
my hand was swollen. I went back outside, got another marble notebook, and I'm just rewriting and then erasing because I wanted to sell the textbook back. <laughs> so I'm like rewriting, erasing, rewriting, erasing, rewriting, erasing. Before I know it, I had three marble notebooks just full of lyrics. Wow. I didn't have any guitars, but I had this neighbor uh, who was also the landlord. He owned the building. Uh, he lived downstairs, and the two things he loved the most were to smoke pot every fucking day and play his guitars. Like so he had, <laughs> yeah, he had like a dozen guitars in his house. So I was just like, dude, can I borrow one guitar? And he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, I, I play a little. He's like, you've lived here for more than two years. I've never seen you play the guitar. <laughs> and I was like, well, can I borrow one? He's like, show me you can play. So I grab out the guitar. I start fiddling with it. And he's like, motherfucker. He's like, I've been wanting to learn how to play guitar for years. Apparently, he just collected them. He didn't actually play them. And I was like, no way. So in exchange for me giving him a few lessons and jamming with him once in a while, he let me borrow his acoustic. And I started writing a whole bunch of songs. And before I knew it, I had a, two, a lot of songs. And so I went out to the studio and um, I recorded an album. You know, uh, the name The Phoenix Within came through because of a roommate of mine. His name was Robert Fernandez. We also went to school together. One day we were talking about horoscopes and he, again, he's Latino, you know, so you know, he's getting into the whole horoscope thing. And he's explaining to me how Scorpios have two layers, like uh, they go through tears, they evolve. And so their final transformation is not that Scorpio thing. It's actually a Phoenix. So I was like, oh, you have a Phoenix within. And I was like, click, 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 click. I started writing it down. And I was like, that's going to be the band name. And here I am. <laughs> you know, I can I can relate to your neighbor uh, or landlord <laughs> slash weed smoker. <laughs> because I love you, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because I uh, I was I'm a drummer, right? I'm a drummer, uh, percussionist, and uh, at, growing up, people would uh, band practice was always at my house. Remember, I told you earlier we talked before the show. My mom's deaf, can't hear. So as a drummer, it was easy for me to have band practice at my house as long as my dad was at work. You know bother the neighbors but didn't bother my mom so who gives a shit right <laughs> like go ahead have fun and have your band practice and the, the guitar players and the bass players always leave their instruments at my house and i always told myself i'm gonna learn how to play that one day because it was always at my house never have i learned <laughs> how to play the guitar i mean i could play like a little ditty here and there but nothing uh nothing worth sharing anyways Oh, so when you write, do you, do you, um, at night, are you one of those people like I am that you wake up in the middle of the night and just have to start writing stuff down or yes. before you go to sleep, these big ideas and you can't stop thinking about it. You have to write it down. For me, to do you do that? It's an, even an extra layer worse. Like, <laughs> like I'll have like, you know, crazy dreams. A lot of, uh, especially like a lot of the first album, I guess is. Like I was trying to not do music and a lot of the songs that were coming out were about continuing that that process, you know. But I I have dreams. I have like notebooks like right underneath my bed. I just take it out, write down whatever it is, and then throw it back down and then go back to sleep, you know. That's um, great. I yeah, wish I did you that. have to, I you gotta get it out. I always tell myself I'll remember it in the morning and I don't remember it. Never. I don't remember it in you the never morning. do. The thoughts won't leave me. I have to write it down or get my brain to shut up. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I do want to say Happy New Year's to everybody. This is coming out Friday, uh, December 31st. Happy New Year's! New Year's Eve at 
Central Standard Time is when this is going to air. This is the last official interview for the year 2021, and we are taking a break for two weeks um, in 2022 and starting back in, in, in the middle of January. So I do want to go over uh, with you and the Phoenix within Omar uh, some of the tours you've done, shows, and some, some other things. But before we do that, I do want to mention one thing before I forget it. There is a Puerto Rican dish called pasteles that a lot of people have never had. They are not tamales, and they are not cakes from Mexico. They are a plantain, usually with pork. But but Omar, now you are a vegetarian. Yep. What started, um, before you play your music video, what started you <laughs> vegetarian? Especially being Puerto Rican, like lots of meat, stuff like that. Like, you know, my dad doesn't eat pork. And which is odd for Puerto Rican. So what made you decide to become a vegetarian? That's very odd. I feel like that's more odd than me. Because <laughs> you got to have lechon. You got to have just don't eat pork, then just eat no meat. If you're Puerto Rican, right? Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for me, it was like, it was honestly, dude, it was uh, science and health related. Um, my mom just uh, growing up, she she had a lot of cardiac issues. Uh, it was it was all totally 100% due to the diet and lifestyle. You know, she she was under a lot of stress raising three kids. You know, and yeah. my hard headedness. You know, uh, but um, it, it caught up with her. And so, like my mom's, you know, like I said, we're first generation. So I was a translator. So like going to the doctor's offices and all these appointments and stuff, and the doctors just trying to explain, hey, listen, just make these little changes here and there in the food and your diet. Um, and it'll help you. And my mom would just be like stress and like, no, it's, it's more than stress. You got to change your, <laughs> your lifestyle, you know? And so I took it to heart. Like I really listened to the advice and I would ask the questions and stuff, you know? And when I, just when I got older, you know, I, I was a vegetarian, um, since I was 18 years old. So I was a vegetarian for 11 years. And then, um, for three years, I went back to eating meat while living in that building because Hector kept smoking weed all the time and my other, <laughs> and my other neighbor <laughs> and my other fucking neighbor uh Fred he every Sunday he would order fucking wings like every fucking Sunday I and love I, wings wings broke me bro wings <laughs> after 11 years of being a vegetarian I just woke up one day I was just like I didn't even order my wings from like anywhere special I called Domino's fucking pizzeria and I was like yeah the worst uh, wings the worst wings <laughs> Dude, I was just like, yo, send me all the wings you got. I'm sorry. You might have heard a lot of wings. Send me all the fucking wings you got. <laughs> but, so for three years after that, I just ate meat. And then I stopped in like 2015 and I came back. <laughs> You're back. So you, your mom did not did not uh, claim her health issues were on dropping the fork when she was eight years old. And she no. knew I, I should have dropped that fork. It's not going to be good for me if I did that. No, let's let's play your song "Lacking." You do have a lyric video uh, for a different song, which we're going to talk about right after this as well. But this is your—is this your latest full music video, "Lacking"? Lacking was uh, yes, and the one before that was remake, and the one before that was pessimist. Okay, when you watch this, when you watch this, Don and anyone else that's going to watch this, I want you to think of the movie Dodgeball when you watch this video. (laughs) All right, here we go.
You know, what does your family think about you pursuing this rock music career? Uh, they're 100% supportive, but not when I fucking started. When I first started like playing guitar, they were like, take that shit outside, my man. Like, go outside. <laughs> take that shit elsewhere. But now they're all about it. Oh, mijo, I love it. Like, <laughs> And you were absolutely right about the dodgeball. That was the first thing that, that came to like my mind. Ben Stiller uh, create uh, character, character in there, right? With the mustache. Yeah. 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 Was that? Was that? Was now? Was that you playing the the, the mustache guy, or was that someone else? No, no, that was somebody else. <laughs> okay, was that was that like a whole, uh, just some other people? That wasn't the band then, right? The other no. the competitor. Okay, it other was, people. Yeah, it was other people. Um, so we filmed that um at, with the help of um. Michael Monto, who's a guy based out of New Jersey, he runs his own little videography company, uh, and they're called Burning Wick Studios. So the the theme of the song was the underdog. So what better movie than Dodgeball for the underdog story? Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> that was epic. I got a question. You're right, and you're sitting there. Of course, I got a question. We're at some fucking podcast. So, so, so. I see you. Spoiler. Right. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, you. It looks like you're writing notes on something, and I don't think anyone's ever actually been on and with a pen and paper writing anything down. Are what are you taking notes on? Oh, I'm writing down Don Sebastian, Alabama, iron oh, nice. photography. <laughs> That's just uh, some random things. Hey, if you want to ask us any questions, by by all means, you're more than welcome to. I do want open book, yeah. I, I do I do want to ask you. We're gonna go into Omar's questions towards the end here. Uh <laughs> Lyric video, you have a lyric video for, uh, and this just came out like a month ago, maybe, or not yeah, that long ago, right? About, yeah. 
Yeah. And what what's what and what's that song? What's that song called? And what's that one about? That song is called No Big Deal. And it's basically just somebody trying to brush off the fact that, you know, maybe they can't pay the rent, maybe the credit is getting spoiled. Uh everything you could think of that can go bad on a bad day. Uh and somehow just tr- you know, trucking through it, just working their way through it. Um so it's not 2020. Facts. <laughs> Facts. 2020 was fucked up, man. That was the most fucked up year, especially for musicians, you know, especially for musicians. But coming into 2022, I feel like um things definitely have changed and bands are back on tour, which leads me to asking you about past tours and potential new tours that you may know about. So this year we were lucky enough, you know, as as that little window opened up and there was a few festivals, you know, flicked around and stuff. Uh, we did, uh, I was talking to Don about this earlier. So we, we did get to play one good show in New York city. That was a, uh, a lot of fun at Arlene's grocery. And that was followed up by two, two, uh, shows in two festivals. So the first one was in Blue Ridge rock festival. And nice. Nice. Yeah, that's like Blue Ridge, huh? In Danville, Virginia. Yeah. yeah which is, it's dope. That's all. I can. It was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of it was humbling. Blue Ridge, man. So the many big, awesome. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was really wild. Um, and then after that, we got to play Incarceration in Mansfield, Ohio, uh, and that was just another freaking blast. It was just amazing. Uh, moving forward to this year, uh, we have one show coming up in January, uh, January the thirtieth at Arlene's Grocery with a band. Um, they're from Pennsylvania called The Color Fred. Uh, and is that a grocery store? <laughs> it used to be a <laughs> grocery, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Go buy some bread and butter and uh, milk and watch a band play. Why no, not? dude, it was a bodega. So you bought the 25 cent juices, bro. Like, <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so we're playing that show with um, the, uh, the, um, the band, The Color Fred. They're based out of um, Pennsylvania. He's and the front man of that band. He used to be in a band called Terrible Things, uh, which was. You know, he used to have the drummer of Coheed and Cambria in it nice. uh, and the guitarist from Hot Rod Circuit. And he also was an ex-guitarist for Taking Back Sunday. Um, so that's going to be a – it's going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do like a we, really good project. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so we're gonna, we are going to have some festivals that we are playing uh, throughout the year. One of them – I'm not allowed to say what the name of the festivals are as part of yeah. the clause, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will tell you we will be – you know, in Texas, we will be in Florida. Uh, well, uh, hey, when we you were in Texas, let me know. I don't live far from Texas. I live well. It depends on where you're at in Texas. <laughs> I live. I live like two and a half hours from like Dallas area. Okay. So not 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 too far. Um, yeah, it's actually it's if you guys I, I, you guys probably won't come to Oklahoma. A lot of people don't come to Oklahoma, uh, just because it's not like a super huge venue. I, although Oklahoma City is pretty big i mean yeah it's not tiny a lot of bands come here i just thought they weren't coming because of the tornadoes or something (laughs) (laughs) i I just don't want to don't come don't come in like april or may i that's all i gotta say i don't want to get smacked by like a cow you know like i I got a storm shelter bro come stay at my house the cow to fly over you instead of hit you (laughs) (laughs) no that's in all the years i've lived in, in oklahoma 15 going on 16 years I've never actually seen. I, maybe I've seen like a small one, but I've never actually seen like a like a, a tornado that scared the, the shit out of me. 
I, oh, the great. siren in, in Oklahoma, we have sirens that go off um, when there's a tornado that could touch the ground. And that means get in the shelter or, or take cover. Sirens, I mean, I hear sirens every year, but I've never actually been that close to a tornado where I felt my life was in danger. I mean, I mean if I did, it was just me, like, you know, fucking freaking out over probably nothing big but but they do they do they do happen and they, they happen often enough man are you guys signed to a record label no the phoenix within is an independent band uh back in oh man i don't know it was 2014 2015 maybe around there we were working with an indie label the first one was uh crybaby records they were based out of pennsylvania okay. and then after that when i put out the whispers album which is a fully acoustic album um we were on um, on another label, uh, No Hope Records. That okay. was also based out of. Uh, they were based out of Philadelphia, still Pennsylvania. But as plan? of now, we are. What's your plan moving forward with the band? You guys are still coming out with obviously brand new content all the time. Do you plan on doing like a, a, a maybe not only just a nationwide tour, but going to Europe? And have you been to Europe to tour before? Uh, I've had the chance to play uh, in Amsterdam. Nice. Uh, I did. I did play while I was out there. Um, two local shows. Nothing. Nothing. Blah, whatever. But it was so cool. Awesome to me. It was amazing. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. we made a whole trip out of it with some friends, and we went out there and we just partied hard. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. and you can play shows. You might as well fucking party. There's hard. only one thing to do there. <laughs> why did you not <laughs> take your? Party? Why did you not take your your previous landlord? <laughs> oh my god, he would have been so happy. He would you know, we so need happy. we need Hector <laughs> on this show. Smoking <laughs> weed. And tell us his side of the story. He's gonna be like, shout, out, be shout like, out to Hector. Oh, man, he begged me to play my guitar. I told him no, and he just wouldn't give up on it. So I he was, like, so go, nice. he was like, absolutely sure, man. Like he, he was the coolest, he was the coolest guy. He was very supportive too. Even like once That's I started awesome. actually like brushing, you know, like the Phoenix within when I started, it was like, you know, I'd been in so many bands and I was always just a guitarist, you know. Uh, you come in, you record, you play a few shows, and then the band breaks up, you know. And when I decided that I was going to start this band, like, after quitting music, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just it going nowhere, you know. I was kind of disillusioned with it. And then when I started this project, I just kind of had to look at it in a different perspective, you know. It's like you have to think about it as a business. It's a business. Yeah, you do. The music Absolutely industry is a business. And right. that completely changed everything for me. Thinking about it that way just – kind of like gave it perspective and it made even the smallest goals reachable, you know, and then, and that's how you start with the smallest goals, you know, never in my life did I think I was going to play on the same stage where Motionless and White played or Trey uh, U played like never, you know, and then there I was like this year that's that got to happen, you know, um, you know, I, I became a member of the recording Academy. You know, my goal is to continue writing and maybe one day win a Grammy for a song. You know, I don't, I don't know, like uh, my goal, you know, I'd love to tour with bands like Coheed and Cambria or Bayside, Thrice, you know. I like the way you say Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria. I'm saying he's it wrong. A, he's it's, a Puerto Rican. Well, it's a, it's oh, the, he's a Boricua. It's the Puerto Rican, uh, <laughs> Puerto Rican Queens. You know, I don't hear much of a New York accent. And if, if maybe Don does, my, my dad being from New York City, um, you know, a lot of people say he has an accent. I don't hear it because I was raised around them and I, I don't hear a lot of New York accents. Now the New Jersey accent, I do hear a little <laughs> bit more. There is, there is, there is subtle differences 
in the East Coast, in the East Coast. Man, you know what? I, I, I don't know that I went to Queens when I went to New York. I know, I know we went through Harlem, pretty sure anyways. I remember I was staring at someone because like when I was like a kid, I was like probably, I'll tell you, the Twin Towers were still there. Uh, okay, so that I, I think I was in junior high, maybe going on to high school. Um, I, we took a picture in front of the Twin Towers. I think we were on a ferry going toward the Statue of Liberty or something like that. For that was a lot of states make me feel old. So, <laughs> but, but when I when I went there, um, I remember I was on the subway and I was staring at these guys that, that had a basketball, and and they were like kind of staring at me back. And my mom's like, "Quit staring at them." And I, I, I'm like, "Why?" She's like, Cause, "Cause because it's not good to stare at people, son. That's why." And I'm thinking, like, "What are they gonna do? Beat me up?" I'm like, "Fucking 13, 14 years old or something like that." You know, I think I was like 14. But but it is, you know, New York can be can be kind of a scary place, man. How was it for you growing up? And I don't I don't know if I went to Queens or not. I know Brooklyn, probably Bronx, Queens, maybe. I know we went to Staten Island. Um, wait, Staten Island where all the Where's all like the the Ferris wheels and like the what's that called? That's Coney Island. Coney, Coney Island. Island. Not that I went to Coney Island. Island. I think a seagull shit on my brother too. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I believe it. Conditions <laughs> are seagulls. They're gonna get you. <laughs> and, and on New Year's, on New Year's Eve, anyone who's not Puerto Rican drinking coquito. Uh, it's definitely a drink that, uh, it's a, it's a, like a coconut rum. Um, I think my milk, uh, my dad makes it, I think with eggs so in it. Milk. Yeah. No, yeah. no, we don't get egg shit. Get, get, get out of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not eggnog. It's not eggnog. It's not eggnog. Right. It's, people say, people say it's Puerto Rican eggnog. There's like a thing. It's, it's not eggnog, it's man. Not it's fucking eggnog. It's not fucking eggnog. Stop saying this. Stop saying this. And stop and shop. Stop playing that fucking commercial whenever I go <laughs> Is there a lot of Puerto Rican food in New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back sure, to yeah. that, that, you could buy like, because like in Oklahoma, you got to go like the Mexican store and kind of just, they, they sell well, stuff. Yeah, there's neighborhoods. Yeah, like that, everywhere is like that, right? Like you have the, the hot zones or the areas where you definitely go to get that type of food, right? Like, was that was that sure. a horn honking in the background of your window? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I was, gonna say, I was like, I was like, New York. you have like tornado alarms and, and stuff, and, and you were saying how you don't. You know, you got to condition yourself to not panic when you hear it, you know? Like, we have ambulances, police cars, and everything. I'm just like, well, I'm not the one getting stabbed tonight, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I think, I think your band's really cool. I enjoyed having the conversation with you. Did you have anything um, for us that you're writing shit down? I mean, if you have anything, say it now or forever hold your peace. Right, that note. <laughs> so... How long has this show been going on? <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I started in August of 2020, so like a year and four months. Oh wow! So not not over. super long. And look, you're you're episode 228. 228. That's a lot. Oh, that's dude. a lot of shit I've done in that's a year, lot of dude. fucking shows. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm tired of talking to people. Damn it! No, <laughs> what we're gonna do is, is start, starting in 2022. Though we're only going on one day a week. In fact, Don May. May have her own. Oh no! Wait a minute! Though. Wait a minute! What? Drum roll! Oh, drum, drum roll! Drum roll! Drum roll! Drum roll! <laughs> Dawn may have her own sideshow that's still in the works coming up because we that's we're dope. missing a lot of European bands and some other bands that we really want to get on that we're not really able to with with just time and and my time is with my family and stuff. Uh, so I'm going down to just one day a week, and I'm also going to change the show for anyone listening. 
I know we're over our 30 minute mark, but I do want to say this uh, in 2022, we are not changing. We're going to do a lot of music, music based, but I also want to talk to actors and entrepreneurs and comedians and, and just different people. I think for me uh, to grow individually as for myself, I think it's important to reach those limits. If I ever want to make this uh, a living and make money doing this as a career, I think it's important important for me to expand and and test my abilities um, to talk to people. You know, okay, oh yeah, and I find different things in- interesting. Don, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask Omar, uh, Mister Feliciano? Before Omar, we roll them R's for me again. <laughs> I can't roll ours. You can't roll ours. Yeah, you totally did when I first started talking to you earlier. I did not picture you with a Queens accent. I pictured you with a Puerto Rican accent. And I'm like, uh-huh, the ethnicity. That's what got me. Not Queens. Hey, uh, so, real quick, oh, Omar, you said you've been to Puerto Rico twice, right? No, I've only been there. Oh, once. you went to what you went once, you went once, once. Were, you, were you young? No, no, actually it was really recently, like really recently, like I'm, so like my parents separated very young, you know, so like I was, I have always, I, this, you know, this whole show I've been the Puerto Rican, but I've actually always identified as Hondureño, oddly enough, because I didn't have my dad growing up, you know, later on in life, I have a stepdad, he's Cuban, I should really, you know, that, Ah. that's, that's very nice too, because it's kind of like, you know, uh, very similar, very similar Cuban to Puerto Rican and all this stuff. Yeah. so, um, you know, I've always uh, done that, but um, yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> well, my show, you're the Puerto Rican, damn it. And Bye. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, yeah. Hondur- so was only, it Hondurican? I went to Puerto Rico recently. Uh, yeah, he's a Hondurican. Yeah, I'm a Hondurican. 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 Half Honduras, half <laughs> It's been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for your Thank time you so for being me. on the show. Thank you, Thank you for yeah, talking Omar. to me. Thank you for telling me about your show. <laughs> Stay there till after um, the 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 outro credit plays. I do want to th- please do that. I, I do want to thank everyone that listens to the Loud Spot. Please check us out www.thelouthspot.net. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, patreon.com forward slash the Loud Spot. If you're in the season or in the in the mood for giving uh, three dollars a month to us, we would really appreciate that. We're on all podcasting platforms, and that's all we got. So peace out. Rock on. Much love. There you go. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order. This is over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button. Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out. Rock on. Much love. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 